we're back just a little bit early, guys. Don't worry about it. If you're coming back to me, you may have to refresh. If not, don't worry about it. Um, because if you're in the chat, you should be okay. Um, I'm going to refresh some of my screen so I know what's going on. Because it looks like we got a little bit of delay. No big deal. Um... Hopefully it's coming through okay. If you can see us in here, just make sure you say hi. Make sure everything's going okay. Um, we got a little bit. Oh, okay. We are good. All right, let's go back into chat. Uh, John's not back yet. Before we uh, dropped off, we were talking about Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Or Sabri the chilling episodes or whatever of Sabrina. Uh, slight differential. Same characters. Same yeah, characters. Same characters. And it looks like the Satanic Temple is suing them because Netflix built their own Bahamut sculpture for the show, but used the Satanic Temple's version as reference, which is public domain. Uh, they did change it up so it wouldn't be there, but it looks like it is a PR stunt that they're doing. Um, the Satanic Temple is doing it as a PR stunt, but the Church of Satan is not even part of it. So, it's just a bunch of bullcrap. Um, so, they... Because uh, I did see the statue. We're, I'm going to give a review for it later on um, when we do the uh, media section. But uh, the Satanic Temple is suing the Sabrina show. Uh, because they were using a monument that is very closely related to theirs. Even though the monument is public domain. Um, but the Satanic Church says it is a PR sent by the Satanic Temple to do it. Um, which is, uh, whatever. Honestly, I was thinking the same thing when I originally heard it. I just thought, what's, if you want to be a really big edgelord and a really controversial TV show, you should probably... Get sued by the Satanic Church or <laughs> uh, So it's it's a PR stunt, nothing big. It probably won't even go anywhere. They'll probably do it. Um, no big deal. Nothing. I'm looking at it. Defendants misappropriated the TST Bahamut children in ways implying the monument stands for evil. Among other morally repugnant actions. Um, I could potentially see that because they went through a lot to get that monument erected. Yeah. Um, lesser Sabrina popular series, in the same areas. They made a bunch of other monuments for other religions too. Yeah. The Sabrina series, Evil's Antagonist, engages in cannibalism and forced worship of a patriarchal deity. And that's what they're suing over. Um, they'll lose. I don't even have to worry about that. They'll lose. Um, if you're here and everything, John is not back yet, which is no big deal. He had to go leave, and we're getting everything back together. Uh, we are on episode... Oh, crap. Kathy's not here to tell us shit. Uh, I blame uh, Jackie for that reason. Don't ask me why, Understandable. Jackie. You just uh, shared a 56 episode recently, so I don't know if that was related. Uh, yeah, so we're on 57. Okay. Yeah, because I just put in the uh, pre-ramble 56, since it's a week away. Um, yeah. So that's in there. I'm keeping that uh, on the stream for you. Yep. 
Because Gonzo likes to finish early. <laughs> oh, it comes crawling back to us. Yep. So everything should be good. Um, today we're going to talk about War Machine Weekend. Um, what's it like? What fun we had? Um, any questions that you have? Um, Jackie's first War Machine Weekend was this weekend. So she's on the podcast for that reason. Um, and then we're going to talk what to do after a con. Um, because there is something considered, uh, I'd never heard about it until just recently, con depression, uh, which I thought was an interesting term. Uh, and on today's show, while we talk about it, I am going to paint Terracon. Uh, I'm trying some new techniques. I figured I would, uh, do that and have a bit of fun while I do it. And if you didn't find me on Wednesday, I built all my, um, stuff. And, um, gonna have a good time. Um, so while we're doing that, let's go with our tradition. Kathy, what are you drinking tonight? Kathy's not here. I mean, I'm sorry. Crap. Jackie, <laughs> what are you drinking tonight? Well, I really want to know what Kathy's drinking right now. It so. rum. It's, <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, it's just Propel Fitness Water. We had okay. a bunch of, uh, Christmas beers we were drinking. But they were uh, from last Christmas, so they're probably oh. gone at least. Yeah. <laughs> Getting kind of old long in the tooth for that, uh, yeah. I think. John, the what's on your agenda? Night was chocolate beer. Oh, chocolate beer. Interesting. Ooh, I had one of those last night. Uh, I have a couple of swallows left of my Sprite and uh, Parrot Bay Pineapple Rum mix. Okay. Uh, I need to check the mix. The first one was a lot better than this one. <laughs> and then I've got uh, Kraken and Dr. Pepper afterwards. I'm not sure it's a good idea because my stomach's not doing well, but fuck it, it's Sunday. That's what we do. Oh. Hey, Sabe. Uh, yeah, nothing can compare to hold a candle to the Merlot. Merlot. That, oh. uh, mm, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Choose um, life. <laughs> Uh, I ran out of Maker's Mark, and so I had to grab a whiskey, and the only whiskey I had was Evan Williams. Uh, is it just straight Evan Williams, or is it, it one of their flavors? No, it's just straight Evan Williams. You know, I realized something, and uh, I'm going to rectify this. Uh, I just, re you know, I know today's Veterans Day, and I realized I have to have a proper shot for the veterans, so... Yes. I'm going to open up the apple pie uh, whiskey, which feels like that is the appropriate thing to uh, drink, apple pie, America. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so, to all the veterans, past and present, cheers. Cheers. I drink all my drink. Oh. That's right. As long as it's cheers in your heart, it's all good. <laughs> Uh, we want to thank everybody for coming, especially today, and um, we also want to thank all our sponsors that are part of us. Yeah, you can see them all over there. We'll have links and everything going up. Um, I'm going to go ahead and switch over to Paint Cam because I'm really kind of looking forward to painting this. Paint and Cam! Paint Cam! Da -da -da, da -da -da, paint Cam! Nice Party time! Excellent! <laughs> oh, wait. Is that an old... I feel like that's a pretty old reference now. <laughs> it's still a good reference um okay so this is what i'm thinking about what we before we get started um i think i'm going to do his skin in this like desert yellow color which is going to be this parts without the plates 
And then the plates, I'm going to do a mixture of dungeon gray and wolf gray, which is going to be these parts. Here, right here, and here. Uh, because I am going to do his spine in an electrical type pattern with a Viking blue, blue tone, and toxic mist. Um, and washing it in. So my only thought is to get the cool and warm colors to work better. Maybe you do the skin in the cool color, the scales in the warm color, and then the spine in the uh, cool uh, electrical pattern. Correct. Uh, that's the reason why I kind of want to put this. This wolf gray has a light blue tint to it. But that makes it a cool color. So you'd rather have that. Hmm. Well, we'll see how it ends up. I just... Not sure. I can't. I can't picture it in my head. I can't either. That's the reason why I'm going with this. So we are going to have to go with the uh, desert yellow. Uh, I want to see how it is. I may have to darken it up. Uh, wash could do that after you're done. Do what? I wash could do that after you're done. Correct. That stuff takes wash pretty well. Yeah. So we're going to do that first and get this started. Um, so this last weekend was War Machine weekend fifteen. Um, which was the culmination of a long process. Um, of course, this was Carl's last one, which is he was our head organizer for a long time. Um, really good friend of mine. I consider my brother. Um, been doing War Machine Weekend with him for quite a while. I remember Short Weekend 2 <laughs> to now. Uh, I think I only missed like one or two because I was out of the game for a little bit. But overall, it was really, really cool. Um... And this was actually Jackie's first War Machine weekend. Indeed. Um, so it was interesting. That's the reason why I have her on here, because she's cool like that. So, um, as everybody knows, War Machine weekend is uh, one of the cons a lot of people look forward to, because not only is it um, a convention for War Machine, but it is a big... Fun family, and I'm saying family not as in kid friendly, but as family as in family fun because we all consider ourselves families. Family um, in the Fast and the Furious way. Yes. Um. So that was done. Um. This one went off and did really well. Um. There was a lot of interesting things that were said and done. I heard attendance was up, which is good. Attendance was up this year. We're not 100% sure how much it was up, but it definitely was up this year. Um, up is up. How yes. much is just a detail. Yeah, um, which is pertinent for what we need to do and talk about uh, because I know there's a lot of questions about what was going on with War Machine Weekend, and we'll just sometimes... we can, I can answer some of it, but I can't answer all of it. Um, but we had a lot of cool events going on. I know that... We had some new events and new things done, which were people really, 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 really enjoyed. And then we are going to try to add some new stuff. Uh, Jackie, what did you think of your first War Machine Weekend experience? It was pretty radical. Um, I think it's been my favorite con so far. Uh, I really enjoyed how it was uh, so War Machine-centric. I mean, it was War Machine Weekend. It was just War Machine. But if you go to other cons, War Machine is like... A corner, a small ballroom area, you know what I mean? There's a lot of other things going on. Uh -huh. It was nice to be able to bring the materials for one game, not six games with me. 
Okay. The environment was awesome. The, the venue itself was very nice. Uh, really nice hotel and really nice area. And yes. just getting to and from transportation, everything was extremely easy. Uh, it was a great location. Yeah. Did you ever get to go to the uh, bar and eat breakfast or anything like that? At that uh, the upstairs, fifth floor? I did. I I, uh, I went up there with you guys once. Um, oh, that's right. You did. Yeah. Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> Good I, memory, Gonzo. Hey, I've... Uh, <laughs> yeah, hard night, okay? <laughs> a lot of hard nights. Um, well, yeah, that was... It was pretty busy. I was really busy this War Machine weekend, and not just with the invitational stuff. Um, doing a lot of other things. Um, but it was pretty busy. Uh, if you ever get a chance and you can afford it, the... Uh, I don't even know what it's called. Lounge is highly, highly worth it for the ticket because it gives you access to a... Uh, breakfast and access to a bunch of other things that you normally don't get so hi chili what chili in the house but um we did that uh jackie what about um what did you do what events did you participate in and tell us your experience on them i tended to participate in a lot more events but the ones i chose were uh pretty long um my favorite event was definitely hardcore I wanted to participate in your tournament, but they overlapped by, I'm going to say, about two hours, yeah. and any overlap is incompatible. Yeah. Um, it was very fun. It was really intense. There was a lot of wonky stuff going on, which was pretty enjoyable. <laughs> uh, I also had participated in the LCQ, which was really great. How did how, your LCU, LCQ battling go? I got paired up with some really good people, which was awesome because it was a really good way to lose. Uh, they had good lists, and it was a very competitive list. And I think most of the people I played ended up going pretty far into the LCQ, but of course, there can only be one. Da, 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 da. If only Highlander followed that rule. Yeah. Highlander's too crazy for me. It's <laughs> a movie reference. Like yeah. only one movie? Only one Highlander yes. movie? Yeah, it would have been better that way. But would anyways, proceed. Um, what did you think about the LCQ? I mean, besides, you you said you went against... Who, who did you play against? I don't remember their names particularly. I can oh. tell you more or less about their list. Uh, okay. A lot of people fa a... Facebook friended me afterwards, which is really cool, because I was able to go, oh, that's the guy I played against. Wow, he's, he's really good at this game. I had no idea. <laughs> um, after seeing their Facebooks and whatnot. Um, I went against some pretty common lists. Uh, there was a really interesting Grimkin match that went on. It was pretty much like a mirror match. Yep. That was Chaos. Uh, I played against um, Crucible Guard Guy. I did not realize how many different shots they had until I was actually, actually playing against somebody who was running Crucible. I had the <laughs> models and I read the cards, but I mean, it's like every model's got three different shots and I just couldn't keep track of it all. It was definitely definitely centric on that yeah Crucible Guard has a lot that people aren't aware of or aren't ready for what did you okay so you, you played in the uh, hardcore um, and for anybody that doesn't know hardcore goes back to the old days 
where you have one list, you have time turns, and uh, if your caster isn't in a certain area by a certain time, they take damage that isn't transferable or whatever. And you have to win. And, of course, it's not only time turns, but a time tournament. Um, and if neither nobody wins at the end of time, excuse me, when it's called by the judge, you both lose. Um, so it's it's pretty strict. Um, it's OG. Oh yeah, it, it's real OG. I remember that's how we played. That's how that's what hardcore was. It was pretty badass. Um, so it was interesting. So, Jackie, what were you playing? Uh, just because someone in the chat room uh, asked if you were playing the Bubblegum Grimkin. I was playing the Bubblegum Grimkin. Or my common joke, when I drink too much, it becomes a Bubblegum Gumkin. I really like the way that sounds, too. That, uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> it's enjoyable. It's a, it's like a Neapolitan ice cream color scheme. I really need to go, honestly, touch up the models. Is one of the first things that I actually tried to paint. I usually play uh, Silver Surfer Armies when I play a game. Uh, but now that I've learned about some more wait, techniques. Wait. Is that like the Pewtar craft world for Eldar that I played? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Sounds kind of similar. Just imagine lots of silver, like a disco ball, just floating around yeah. there. <laughs> uh, for hardcore, uh, it's only one list, so I ran a child list for that. Uh, which, speaking of rounds going so long, you both lose... Uh, it was four matches, and two of them ended with us both losing. Um, Grimkin are very aggressive, and I bricked them up very well. And honestly, all I really had to do was just stand still and rile up one skinemones at a time and send them out there. I was able to take in a lot of models, and people had a very difficult time getting me on scenario or caster killing. And time is really fast in that game, so you run out of time fast, and you're done. You said it was time turns, right, Gonzo? Yes. Cool. It was yeah, time, time turns. turns. Time turns is... I, that's a discussion for a little time. I'm not going to go on a rant yet. Go ahead. Proceed. Oh, you're good. Uh, killbox. A lot of people killbox themselves in hardcore. I think with the turns being so fast, you don't realize it. You're like, oh, crap, it's the end of turn two. And I only moved my caster five inches. Cause it only felt like a, you know, you're only at that point 14 minutes into the game, which for me is typically my first turn is about 14 minutes. It's one of the longest turns of the game <laughs> I take. Yeah, it was it was interesting. I know a lot of people were like, "Wow, uh, I only moved like five models," um, and some people just didn't understand what hardcore is and how to play hardcore um, because all you do is you pretty much get together and make the smallest, most badass army you can, and put them out on the board and just try to stomp and beat as quickly as you can. You don't try to go anywhere. Don't try to do anything fancy. It's just beat yeah. or get beaten. Small oh. and not fancy. Uh, one guy brought Ghost Fleet. It was so many models. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my. If he could do it, more guy. power to him. No, I hope he did not. <laughs> but yeah, that's a that's a lot of models. Nope. Just just do stuff with your models. Doesn't matter if it's the right thing. As long as you're doing something, it's yeah. probably okay. Um, I did see that somebody said uh, they die. Uh, no, you don't die. You take five points of damage. It can't be transferred or uh, shunked off or whatever. You had to just take the damage. 
if your caster was not within the circle. Which is fine. It's a lot better rule than kill box. Yeah. So, uh, I know that was really popular. A lot of people really liked that. That it was like, it's still competitive, but not too silly. And so there was a lot of people that said that they would like to have that next year, which is cool. Cool. Want to see about doing that, which I'm happy about. Anything they say, hey, we want more of, I'm really excited about. Um, what else? Um, you played in the LCQ. I had to judge that, so I didn't get much time. To, my first day was pretty much that. Well, you had to judge the LCQ, and then you had to play in the actual qualify in the actual finals. Huh? Yeah, in the invitational. Yeah. Um, I did a lot of helping out and getting things done. That was a lot of thing to it. Um, oh. thanks, Dave. Uh, we are going to be doing something awesome with that next year, hopefully, um, for volunteers. So stay tuned. Um, we know that um, there's a lot of people that were wanting to volunteer, uh, but didn't get to, or something came up and we had to do it. But uh, yeah, we are going to do something different next year. That way, people can volunteer. Um. Did you play any scrambles? Actually, no, I didn't. Wow. I kept saying, I'm going to play a scramble. And then I wouldn't. Did you play any happen. board games? No, but I also promised a lot of people to play a lot of board games with them, and I didn't do that either. <laughs> that's, uh, that, that's part of the fun of Warmish Weekend when there's not a lot of events going on. There's probably a board game going on, and guys were perfectly willing to have everyone come in and play. It's... Uh, cool. I did play a lot of Monster Apocalypse. That's, in a sense, a game on a board. You know what? I'll give you a pass. You played board games. There you go. Uh, Monpoc was actually, that's something I wanted to talk about, was actually really, really, really popular this year. Um, they had three tables set aside for demos. Uh, Oz and some other people uh, got ready and um, started uh, demoing, and those three tables were packed the entire weekend. Um, anytime the material was out, there were people playing Monster Apocalypse. Learning about it, getting into it, figuring it out, you name it. Um, it was pretty crazy uh, how many people, because not only were the people uh, playing it at the demo table, they had a Crush tournament, uh, which I heard went really well. Um, Crush is the name of the Monster Apocalypse tournament. Um version. I'm not sure the complete all detail rules, but everybody really liked it. Um, it's something, if it continues to gain traction, it's something we're going to look forward. We'll look to uh, add next year. Uh, because that's any game that a lot of people want to play, we want to have it up there. Um, but I mean, it was literally non-stop until even when Oz was off work, people were still demoing it and playing it no matter what. So I was really happy about that. I picked up a bunch of models. Um, That's good. I'm always worried about a new game coming out because the market, I mean, it's it's tough right now in the market. Correct. Um, but, I mean, I think for the overall, everybody really enjoyed it. Everybody thought it was a very interesting concept. Um, people were like, this is fun. I get to pick up another monster and throw him into a building? Yep, yep, you can. Then I'm going to do that. I don't care what it does. I'm going to do that. Um, but there was a lot of that going on. Uh, a lot of people were playing random pickup games, which is cool. A uh, Mompok. 
Um, so I was really happy. Uh, Oz was there to give a lot of insight into it. And a lot of people, you know, asked a ton of questions, which was really good. Uh, Crimson, a lot of people really want Mompok to secede, which I'm really happy about. Um, it, it's a game that you can play and have fun with that you could just do a quick, fun game version of it and not have to worry about playing, you know, a 75-part army, uh, which we're good with. Um, Jill, you're right. Not having it as a collectible is even better. Um, that's the one thing that we were, some of us were talking about, that being collectible would ruin the game. Um, but doing it that way is very good. I'm getting up and getting a brown wash, if I can find it. My PP brown ink. Because I think I'm going to ink wash that. Sepia. Oh, wait, I do have a sepia. Sepia is a better call. Oh, no, I have seraphim. Yep, there it that's, is. That's yep, same thing. Uh, let me try that. I'll try that. I haven't used that yet. I'm letting this dry for a minute. Um, but Monpok really went off really well. Uh, they sold a ton of it. Um, I picked up... Yeah, they even ran out of dice. Yeah. Um, I picked up everything for Terracon, and I picked up everything for Zormax, because those are the two that I were interested in. Um, and even the blisters. And I picked up all the buildings, too, um, which are really cool. I really like the buildings if they were... <laughs> I considered them. I was looking for other games in scale that I might use them for, but couldn't think anything. So yeah. Um, well, um, Xander gave me a really cool idea because he was talking about how he wanted to paint one, and I'm actually going to paint one like that. And I may do all of them. Uh, paint them as night sky, um, as you know, like their buildings are in the night, uh, so they're kind of lit up and do a little bit of uh, airbrush foo with some OSL for windows and stuff, which is really cool. Um, uh, I, I wanted to talk about something that kind of happened at War Machine Weekend, which has never happened before. Uh, and this was the first year, and it kind of threw a lot of people off. Um, this year, they didn't limit everybody to one per person, which is a weird and interesting thing because every year at every con, you're only allowed to get one of whatever model you want. Per go through the line, like you get out, you go back through again, you can get a second one if I remember correctly. Correct, but I mean, because I had a friend of mine, he's like, "Hey, can you ninja something for me?" I'm like, "Uh, okay." If it's something I'm not going to get because they only allow one per person, and they didn't do that this year, because uh, I, I always I always run the um, the uh, VIP room uh, and help that get run that and get it organized. And this year, they did not do that. Because uh, I was like, all right, one per person. Then they were like, nope, not doing that this year. We want you to buy everything up so we don't have to ship anything back and worry about freight. And I'm like, totally understand that. And so what was funny is I walked out there. My friend was waiting, and I gave him his money back. And he says, what? And I, then I made the announcement. People were like, well, shit. And people were pretty stupid excited about that. Um, Should they... Uh run out of anything notable notable early or anything like that or it all seemed to last most of the con i think it all lasted most of the con i didn't see it anything really that, was that was out that's uh, good. just a couple pins but that's really nothing significant yeah i mean yeah. some things are going to run out because they, i mean you can't predict every stock perfectly trust me I've correct tried. <clears throat> but i mean but, uh, overall yeah it it stayed around and people were buying i mean now, most people were only buying one of something because you only needed one per army, which is okay. 
Um, I'm not sure, you know, like some of the circle stuff that was there. Um, I was not expecting Zormak to be there because um, it was he wasn't listed as being there, but it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, what else? That's about it. I mean, the one thing that okay, the one things that did sell out were the prints. There were quite a few prints that sold out. Uh, but they only bring a limited number of those anyway, so yeah. it's not that big of a deal. Um, vendor hall went really well. Good. There was uh, we didn't have any. We we only had a couple people try to get in that didn't have VIPs, and we smacked them around until they were. Did you call the brute squad? Oh, I, it was myself and Erica that were brute squad, and we just picked them up and threw them out. It's just respond. I am the brute squad. Yep, and so. That got Throw movie control. quotes out for you, Gonzo. You're, you're not picking them up. No. You, you got to give me something here. <laughs> something. I did think it was interesting. I did have a lot of people, and I want to see complain, but a lot of people were kind of upset that the CID dropped right before War Machine Weekend. Um, But I think that was kind of done on purpose so they could see how it would do. Interesting. Oh, yeah. This was the CID. Oh, gotcha. What was it? The Circle CID? CID was yeah, it? the Circle CID came out um, so, right before Machine Weekend, which was a good test. It's a bad idea, though, because no one's planned for it. It's Correct. It's, it's not good. Yeah. It, there, was that, there was that issue. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, is like, yeah, the no bags the first night was no bueno. <laughs> oh, they had no bags for, for, oh. No, they couldn't find any bags. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's yeah, that's no point now. Yeah. <laughs> so you just go to your hotel room and get your pillowcase, come back. Yeah, uh, like I said, some people were using their shirts and stuff that they got for you know Washington weekend. Which this was the VIP shirt. I don't know if you can see it. Can you see it? Okay. Uh, I've been trying not to look at you. <laughs> it was a uh, Death Messengers, um, and it's the uh, bomber and scythes. Uh, I guess from the Crucible Guard. Uh, I was lucky to get one. Uh, but a lot of people did not like that the CID dropped right before. Um, because, you know, a lot of people plan their armies around their pairings that they're going to get. Which eh. Yeah, plus, b being, like, the invitational, like, you really should have this stuff. You should drop it right afterwards. Because, I mean, the invitational, it's a big deal. Yeah. So, you know? But people did the best they could. Worked on it. Uh, I know quite a few people did... Uh, paint their models before the uh, tournament, so uh, before the invitational, so they could use it because you still had to be fully painted, no matter when the model came out. Um, <laughs> and so, anybody asks if you're playing in the LCQ and you win the LCQ, yes, your models still have to be fully painted for the invitational. Uh, we got asked that a lot. But I'm just like speaking of it was funny because a lot of people were scrambling trying to paint their models as quickly as they could if they made it to the uh, second day round to the LCQ. Yeah, that was quite interesting. That was funny. That, Sorry. That's when you bring the crew in. Heck, bring random people in. You know how many people like, you catch me at a con, I'm not doing anything. Like, hey man, can you help me paint a model or two real quick? I'm like, yeah man, to help you get into that. Sure, why not? Yeah, it was just hilarious. Um, What else? I mean, I'm not sure you want me painting your models. But... <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's painted. Um... Like a Jackson Pollock model, sure. Um, what else? Nothing. I thought that was good. No, I'm not. I have a painting opinion. Oh, go for it. 
<laughs> yeah, here it goes. So I always thought it was interesting, and I don't think it's a great idea. Uh, the painting obligations for these events don't obligate you to paint the arcs. You go to the standard shoulder width is where your arcing would be. Mm-hmm. But if you look at any model top down, there's a very good chance that their shoulder placement is not perfectly across Correct. the base. And I feel like arcing should be mandatory if it's going to be an event where painting is mandatory. Actually, because that's one of the most functional things you could do while painting a model. Everything else is for, for fancy looking, but the arc is the actual function behind painting it. The end. Sure. Actually, that's not that a, is a good idea. That's not a bad idea. As models get more and more ornate, you know, look at scored models hanging over their base. Well, your shoulders aren't even older over your goddamn face. So <laughs> yeah. You're like extreme gladiator. It's I mean, like balance on cork. I, on the other side, as long as you are very super lenient on your arc to your opponent, if you haven't painted it, it doesn't really matter. You know, like I'm directly facing this guy, so yeah, you'd be out of my front arc, so you get you know back and everything. As long as you're free with that, it doesn't matter as much. But you should probably paint the arcs and make it not even an issue. Yeah, I, I agree with you. That's actually that's I will add that in there. That if you if the tournament requires fully painted, it must be arced completely too. Um, huge bases aren't that big of a deal because you just color that one little line. Yeah, they have that built-in notch. Arcing. Yeah. So I agree, Crimson, that uh, arcs for some people ruin the look of a model, you know, a work of art. But this is a tournament, and it's like for a game. Like in your general models, I ain't as big of a deal about it. But it is, it is a tournament, and it is, you know, a big deal to a lot of people. So you should Pretty probably paint the arcs on those. Yeah, even if you notch your arc, like if you don't want to paint it all the way. Honestly, I feel Mark IV could get rid of that and just make any rules that worry about arcs not matter as much. Because they don't matter a lot. I mean, I've played enough of games where arcs don't matter at all to realize they're not a super huge deal. The only game they're a super duper huge deal in is like Infinity because, I mean, someone's behind you, you can't shoot them. And that's no bueno. And you can repaint it with the markings. Um, that's a, it's actually not a bad. That's not a bad point. I can bring it up with the committee. Or also, um, I know advanced deployment who are no longer doing anything used to make little arc things you put on the front your, that you can put on the front of your base to sort of declare where your arc is. If they're not making that, we can find someone to make that and just get those things and put them on your models. Okay, this is my arc right here. This is the yeah. front arc. My friend or, 3D printed a bunch of those. It was very yeah. cool. There, there's a there's a blueprint somewhere on the internet, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a blueprint for that. But that, she actually made plastic acrylic, clear, clear acrylic things you could put nominally for painting your arcs, but you could put it on and just say, this is your arc. They do that for uh, X-Wing 2.0 now. They have a turret thing where you turn it to go, this is my turret. You can be like, this is my arc, you know, here. But, you know, it's easiest just to paint your paint your arcs. Yeah. If you're an artist, make it all arty and cool. Do some cool symbolism. I've seen a ton of those, and that looks so good. Oh, the little, like, little graphic symbols and stuff on there, too? Yeah, it's, it's, that's like next level. Or if you're someone who doesn't want to paint your front arc because you think it would ruin the image, just paint the black arc back. Black, yeah. sorry, because yeah, that's the, the time at the back of the bottle isn't too crucial, you know? I, I yeah, paint they, the back they, of mine black and the front of mine... Um, or the front of mine black and the back of them my primary color. It makes it easier for me to figure out. Uh, Seb, um, you want to know which one? Oh, what's your paint cam? What cam? My pim. Uh, this is a C nine thirty, I believe. Uh, oh, it's on. It's on our Facebook page. It's on. It's on the page of the Twitch page. 
of all of our stuff, of which one's it's there. It's a 930 right it, there. Yeah. 930. If you look on our... So if you uh, scroll down, it's under equipment. Yeah. Uh, under equipment. We've got it under there. Uh, and if you use that link, we get a small kickback from Amazon for all of our equipment that we that we use. Um, why does it look pretty good? I've never actually watched it on like besides what I'm doing right now, so I guess it looks decent. Um, let's see what else. Um, I did run the steamroller with a twist, which had some really cool things to it. Um. I think one of the ones that everybody thought was very cool and very fun was spend five minutes of your death clock discussing how Nicolas Cage is the thespian of our time. Cite examples. Um, which was a lot of fun. I had a lot Fire of people purge. that played that. Do what? <laughs> Firebirds. <laughs> Firebirds? Or Top Gun and Apache Helicopter? Yeah. I'm telling you, a Nicholas Cage tour de force because he's got to go against Tommy Lee Jones. And they're uh, both all in. I had the people that played in that were really happy to do that because a lot of them were not heavy into the tournament scene, but wanted to play and just have fun and not worry about clocks or you know the standard tournament stuff, which I understood. That's the reason why we did it. Um, you just gave me an avenue for a rant. We we need to at all big events get more casual events there are guys who don't want to go full on whole hog tournament but love to come out hang out with the awesome crew and, and hang out just have a good time you know see the new models get new models have the con experience but don't necessarily need to play in like the for real serious business tournament yeah they just want to play and have a good time so we need to find events for those people and that was the reason behind it, was just to let that go and not have to worry about it too much. Um, which turned out really well. People really enjoyed it. They had a blast. Um, we gave away, we had a special award, which was made by Mechanica Studios with our logo on it. Woo-woo to the people that did that. Um, and that won it. And I also, I gotta brag, uh, Aaron made me a new dice tray. And, oh, is um, it sweet? Oh my god, this dice tray is amazing. Uh, it's black with a white stripe down the middle of it, and then leather on the bottom of it. Oh. You didn't show me this dice tray. Did you get it on Sunday? I got it on, like, Friday, Saturday, oh. or something like that. We were all busy drinking. Gonzo, you have failed. I'll take a picture of it. There was a lot of Jeez. heavy drinking going on. I'll, I'll accept that. Okay. Well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I got to call shenanigans. You say there was heavy drinking at War Machine Weekend? <laughs> what? Someone called the popo. Look, Chili said he was mostly sober through the event. It couldn't have been that heavy of drinking. Um, Chili was being a nice guy this year. He... No, he said his back was acting up. He had to be careful, which is a smart play. Yeah. As, as a wise man once said, it's a man's got those limitations. Yes. Um... Let's see what else. Um, I know that Colossal Wrestling went off really well too. Excellent. People were having a blast. Uh, Jeff Easterman. God damn right. Yeah, that's the man for it. Yeah. I was hoping he was there running it. Yeah, he is the person to run that no matter what because it's just a blast. Uh, and people were just having a blast, like saying stupid stuff and making stupid remarks. Um, uh, yeah, Colossal Wrestling people were going stupid crazy over that which was really good um awesome. because 
I, I'm always worried about having silly events at the tournament because some people, whether people are going to do it or not, but it was the right time and the right place, and people just went balls fun with it. I mean, they were shouting and yelling and making stupid remarks. The con is the perfect place for that. No one looks at you strange at a con. Yeah. If you're at your local game store doing that, people start to look at you a little strange. And the magic players are like, what the hell are those guys on about? <laughs> then we just look at them and threaten to whoop their ass. Yeah. But, you know, that's how it goes. But it, it turned out really that? well. I think they had, like, 20 or so players for that, I think. So, I mean, it was really good. I was really happy with that. Um... I didn't get to participate or even even really even get to go and spend hardly any time in the painting area. But um, I know uh, a friend of mine, a lady that roomed with us, um, Lacey, she didn't play in anything but did nothing but go paint. And she had the best compliment because she went to go paint and sat down and people just started talking and socializing. And it was a super friendly atmosphere, and I'm like, that's what we want. Well, I told you, like, my first experience on Washington Weekend, after uh, Not Brushhead Dave and I check in, I'm hanging out, Nathan Hoffman's like, hey, how are you doing? Have a beer. Come let's sit down and play this board game with us. Yeah. And he didn't, I mean, he may have known me reputation after he heard my name, but he didn't know on site who the hell I was. Yeah. I love that. I mean, it's, it's, it's great that people are really friendly. Yeah. Which is also kind of we. I got we to do. meet him in person over this con too. Actually, <laughs> we were Facebook Nate's, friends for a while. Nate's a good dude and dude and very interesting. He's amusing. Well, he saved my life because he brought many snacks, and there were times where I was going a while without consuming food. So sometimes yeah. a little bit of gummies are what keep you going, you know. Let yeah. me give you my tournament prep and con prep uh, hints: granola bars, filling, and usually have enough nutrients to keep you going. Yep. Ah! Dropped. Oh no! Drops. He'll be okay. He's a big lizard. Yeah. In my back. Big lizard in my backyard. But Sorry. So it seems I'm... like your tail of your model, where it bends in the bottom, has an indent. I don't recall seeing that on my model, so I wonder if that indent is an issue with the mold, or maybe it's just a little detail that I did not see. Let me see. It's a. Where, where at? It's underneath your model. Like if you were to turn it upright, yeah, right around where your brush is, there was an indent there when you were coloring it in. Yeah, um, that's part of the tail, the plates on the bottom. Oh, okay. Huh. It's weird that yours didn't have that. I don't think it did. Uh, I feel like uh, I would have immediately noticed a big old chunk kind of not there, you know. Well, if yours isn't, isn't oriented the exact same way, you may not notice it as much. Yeah. Interesting. You gonna paint the underside of that table tail any there, Gonzo? It's really black right now. Where? Under that, the table. That, the that's plates. Of... Those are plates. Okay, just checking. The plates are gonna be that gray blue color. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm just checking up on you, man. You're checking up on me. Um, let's see what else. There was a lot of. Can <laughs> someone open up a good restaurant? Um, I know that someone got food poisoning from fuzzies. <laughs> You know uh, that I missed the old man tournament the one year I was there because I got food poisoning from a really late night ham, grilled ham sandwich. Like, yeah. I was no bueno than, like, I have never thrown up so many times in my life. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm it, proud of myself for not getting food poisoning. 
Yeah, there was actually someone like, oh, there. John, you're hungover. I'm like, I'm not hungover because I feel great. And then I throw up everything, including water, and still feel great afterwards. I suppose I'm going to go out into public throwing up water. That's <laughs> that's a bad call, people. Yeah. Um, and they have some decent restaurants. They're not great. Uh, they're decent. Um, I had fuzzies, and it wasn't a problem for me, but I had the fuzzy chickens, so... Um, Is the, the same place it was at, uh, or they changed locate venues in there? Well, when was the last time you went there? Oh, God, do you make me remember a year? Like, three years ago? Two years ago? No, it was, it's still been there. Okay, yeah, I, mean, I thought that place was pretty good. It's got the yeah. taco place across the plaza? Yeah, yeah. I, I ate more at the taco place than anywhere. But. Yeah. Um, what else? Um... I got to meet a lot of very cool people in person for the long time and a lot of new people that I was not previously friends with on the internet. That's usually every time I come back, um, I'm like, why aren't we Facebook friends? And it's people I've had there forever. I'm just like, oh, I need to put these people as Facebook friends. And then I put them as Facebook friends. Um, and you usually get hit with, you know, that type of stuff when you come back or during. So not a big deal. Um, Chili remembers this three years ago. Thanks, Chili. Yes, <laughs> the luggage cart. Yeah, yeah. So that's the funny story is we we get there and you know I'm waiting for Minot John and we're supposed to all go to dinner together, and you know I said I had to Chili when he shows up. It's cool. Between the time he showed up and the time John got in and we got ready to go to dinner, Chili was too drunk to go to dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, that was the year that I got the award for holding on to Chili's glasses overnight because nobody <laughs> knew what hap, where he was. Good man. Yeah, so yeah. I held on to his glasses. That was a good one. I'm going to try and go next year. We'll see how funds go. As anyone listen to preamble knows, I just bought a new car, so funds are slightly more limited than they were Friday. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, I think that should be an achievement at War Machine Weekend. Holding on to Chili's glasses? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say holding on to a drunk person's glasses for them. Don't make it just Chili. Chili might be having yeah. a good day. Well, everybody so watches out for everybody. You have to hold on to Chili the whole time. Oh, that might get creepy. Hold on to Chili. Uh, I think Chili had a concussion that weekend uh, from hitting so many things. With his, with his head. head. On the luggage cart. <laughs> I remember them wheeling around with luggage, luggage cart. It was the damnedest thing. Yeah, I'll it be was honest. Hilarious. It was hilarious. Um, yeah, usually everybody gets and holds on to them because we all, oh. everybody looks after everybody there. Make sure nobody gets in trouble. I have the shots fired uh, every time I can on this. Uh, at least you didn't have your podcast partner leave you halfway through a drunken review of a shitty movie to go play in a role-playing game. <laughs> That's you, Menoth John, if you ever listen to this. I'll never <laughs> forgive you for this. <laughs> Alright, we're done. Um, what else? Uh, I did get to play in the Invitational. The sad thing is, is I uh, didn't go further than the first round. Oh. Um, which is okay. No big deal. Yeah, um, those guys are pretty good. Well, the thing is, is my first round opponent, uh, Ben Hampshire, really cool guy. Him and I actually talked before the, even the tournament. And we got to know each other because I didn't know him. And we're like, so we're both dropping child. We're both dropping um, dreamer because anytime someone has a dreamer, you have to drop the dreamer. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I really want to drop the dreamer because I hate 
the mirror match and I played it and pretty much the mirror matches with Dreamers, whoever goes second wins. Oh, that's terrible. And so I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do that. But he goes, well, if we both drop it, we roll off and we'll do a gentleman's agreement and stuff. And I'm just like, really? What I really want to do is I just want to play a good game. Uh, so I dropped my um, bump list, which um, they were like, you're just going to lose hardcore, Gonzo. And really, I didn't because on one turn, I went up to three control points and was very close to winning it and actually scared Ben a little bit because he was like, oh, shit, you could just take this. And I'm like, yep, because uh, so, that's what my bump list does. Gonzo, uh, let me tell you what. Send me that dreamer list, the common ones. Uh-huh. I'll do some dojo. I'll look at it and see uh, if you maybe have some options beside good options besides the uh, mirror match. I might see something people are missing. Yeah, it, it, it's... You know, I'm a Dark Horse guy like that. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, I had a great time. Um, it was a really good game. It was good. What was I thought what the most hilarious thing is, we had one guy, a friend of mine, Josh, was helping judge and just helping make judge calls if it were needed. And he's standing there and he's like, shit, will you two, like, ask for something? Because I'm bored. <laughs> and I'm like... Uh, no. And he's like, I guess that's what it's like when people know the rules and know how to do everything. You don't have to worry about calls like that. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's kind of what it is. And he's like, this is boring. So he just sat and watched our game. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty dang funny. Uh, as, as a judge, I find that to be the best. I want people who don't have to call me. It's Correct. great. Uh, but I just thought it was interesting. Um, I did hear um, someone made a really good comment to me um, that somebody was giving me crap because I didn't win any um, invitational. Uh, but uh, Ben and Dave were like, you know what? We don't look at that as bad. We look at it as good because you played a whole bunch of tournaments and oh. got second and oh. third at a lot of tournaments. Hold on. Hold on. How many invitationals did you go to? Um, uh, I think I went a to fucking ten. lot. Well, clearly she made it to invitational. <laughs> no, well, to, like, well, that's the thing. I went to like... LCQ. Ten different things, and I scored second and third at a lot of them. There was like only one or two that I didn't score in the top eight, yeah, and they were like, "We think that's really cool that you got second and third in almost everything you played because it means you show consistent behavior." Which I, I thought was really interesting that they told me that. Um, so I just next thought, time, Gonzo, just call me. I'll answer, and I will tell them to go fuck themselves for <laughs> you. No, it, 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 I just never heard that before, so I was just really yeah, impressed. Yeah. That's what the rules are for. People yeah. didn't show up, you get a spot. That's sort of the point of the whole thing. No, they they were like, we like that you were able to do that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that, but, but people who have that problem, you, you, you oh, know, I'm not I have a problem with these people who are just starting to get uppity. Yeah. Self-entitled? I don't like self-entitled in that case. Uppity. Yeah. Calm the fuck down. But I did find it was interesting that um, later that evening or Sunday, I was talking to my friends and stuff, and they were like, Gonzo, how did you, what did you do um, to get completely in the tournament? And I says, "Um, I just went to a lot of tournaments and practiced and played a lot. And they were like, how are you so good? And I I don't consider myself a good player. Anybody that calls me a good player, uh, I think they're just bullshitting me. If you finish uh, second or third at a lot of tournaments, you're a good player. Shut up, John. Um, so I, um, 
I just said I went and I went and I went and went. Now, luckily, I have a job where I can during the summer do that. So, I mean, that's not a big problem. But it was, they were like, I think I, that's how I want to get in next year. And I says, well, then go do it. Do it. Yeah. Go. Yeah, we want people to go to all well, these tournaments. Honestly, like like as Andrew said, consistently second and third is just a, a couple of good decisions or a couple of amazing dice rolls away from being first. I, I didn't care. I just thought it was interesting that, because um, he says that's a mentality overseas, is like one person can get first place, but consistently getting second and third and first is different than getting it just once. Yeah, if you consist- if you consistently place, then I mean yeah. that's a sign that you're a good player. Well, because he says that Americans, because of course he's from England, um, were saying that uh, we have an obsession with we're first or nothing, and it made me think. And I says we're right. We do have an obsession of first or nothing. Oh yeah, it's been long standing. I mean, yeah. when you can make a whole movie where that's part of the punchline. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, but I just thought it was interesting. It was it was, a, it was a comment that kind of stuck with me all through the convention. Um, well, here's my two cents in that comment. Hope you guys are ready. People dropped from that tournament. So if a situation like that where you got in second a lot and you weren't allowed in the tournament, the alternative to not letting people in the tournament would be buy rounds, which sure. means somebody is just going through a buy round rather than actually playing a good game of War Machine. It just doesn't seem like that's a good alternative in my book. No, it's definitely not. You're definitely correct there. Well, my whole thing this year was to try to get in. I got in. I was happy. I didn't get raffle stomped, so I was happy. <laughs> um, but, I played a good game. My buddy says, I don't, I don't need to win every game. I just want to give my opponent a good game. Correct. If he doesn't give his opponent a good game, he gets angry at himself because he feels like he didn't do enough to make this you know worth the opponent's time so it was it was good um it was good and it was sad uh for the people that didn't you know like i said this was carl's last one but um chris and i um planned something as soon as carl told us that he was quitting uh we planned to give him the aka explosive award which is the word for best sportsman or you know best overall good con type experience mm-hmm. and um him and i talked about it and what we were going to do with it and the one thing we did that i thought was hilarious was that um we convinced dallas to take the award so it would seem like carl wouldn't get it because we had devised a new award called the hot carl which that's his nickname around us who may knows and we had Dallas convinced that it was a joke. But Dallas is a long-term member of the community, has been doing this for a long time, and we actually gave it to him since we gave a new award out. Um, so it was a good running joke, and we got Dallas too. So that was hilarious. I thought it was really, really cool. I got the privilege of watching that, even though I had to leave the convention before it happened because um, Zoisha streamed it, and it was really nice to be able to catch it. I, I I know I saw Chili filming it, and then I saw Zosha filming it. I didn't know it was going live, which I think we need to do more often. Uh, mm-hmm. Now with technology able to do that, we are able to stream stuff like that live. Yeah, why not do it? Yeah. You know? I thought that was pretty cool. Um, what else? Um, we had a lot of... The guys from... Um, 
was it Fight in a Box were there too, and okay. they played a couple of their games and demoed some stuff, which was really cool. People liked, which it was nice seeing them there because they always have some good fun, quick party games. I like to call them, mm-hmm. um, which is good. Um, we had new, um, didn't have any new really tournament stuff. Like every once in a while, we'll have like oh, there's a new tournament tracker or a new you know whatever. Tournament uh, tracker type thing. <laughs> Which, uh, by the way, if anybody wants to buy our tournament stuff, please go do that ASAP. Um, I know that we didn't get all of that stuff there whenever we wanted to, but uh, more than the more than dice stuff is available on Broken Egg Games because uh, if you buy that, we turn it around and put it directly back into our podcast. Yepers. Um, which is going to go for new equipment. Party on. Excellent. Um, I know <laughs> a lot of people had questions about next year, and we kind of were working on it. Um, since Carl's stepping down, we are working on next year, guys. Uh, we can't tell you anything, can't go over anything. Um, invitation Plans are being formulated. Yes. Um, oh, yeah, they said something similar to that during, um, during the stream I was watching. They were like, we gotta get big plans. The end. Haha. <laughs> yeah, we just can't talk about it. Um, <laughs> you misspelled it. There's an O in there. <laughs> I appreciate the effort, though. Yes. Um, we are working on it. Um, we have talked with all the other staff uh, about helping out and doing things. It said I was sending too fast. It yeah, there's... have a limit. Yeah. Um, but we've got, we've got plans. Um, the Invitational is almost ready to be sent out. Um... We have plans to do some new cool stuff next year. Um, so hang tight. What time is it, by the way? It's oh. 54, and oh we haven't even talked about the social yet. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So Five minutes to talk about the social. Go. Oh yeah, I'm going to talk about it as long as I want. It's my podcast. I can do well. I'll, I'll start off. I will say that Tim gave a excellent warmer speech inviting us all to the community and the togetherness and the really the, the most fun part of War Machine, which is between the games. Um, and we get to try a bunch of new things right afterwards. Um, for anybody who didn't know, there was a War Machine Weekend Social, which we're going to be doing every year. It's where we all get together on the back patio or wherever we're at, and we just hang out and drink and talk about other things. We don't necessarily talk about War Machine. We talk about life you know people's kids what they did for the year because sometimes that's the only time i get to see people is this one time and really i not that i don't like war machine hordes but i really want to know what everybody else we had a lot of liquor <laughs> shock uh, yeah real shocker uh a lot of stuff um a lot of people were drinking plenty of things um i think we ended up with like 20 some odd bottles of liquor and i forgot like, to take a picture of it yeah. That would have been a great picture. I hope someone has it somewhere. Yeah. Well, it's cool because everybody, well, not everybody, but a lot of people brought kind of like their hometown yes. brew. Uh, like uh, our one friend from the streams from the south, and he brought some southern drinks. Uh, Tim brought some Canadian, I'm assuming. He brought sort of leaves. Uh, okay, I don't know if it's inherently 
owned oh. by the Canadians, but it's Canadian. It's oh yeah. Awesome. And he brought he brought sort of leaves and brought two different types, two or three different types. Um, and so we had plenty of alcohol, and we sat around and talked and BS. Hungerford was out there with us, enjoying it. It was it was a good time. Uh, it was a good time to just sit in social. Which is, that's kind of what we planned on it. That's what separates us from the video gamers. Yep. <laughs> no, it's true. No shots fired in that one. It's just a statement of fact. Not not shots firing in this. In one case in my life, I'm not shots firing on somebody. Yeah. But I mean, what else? We didn't do... Um, we did get an episode of Dawn of the Harbinger in. Oh my gosh, cool. yes we did. Which At was, like 2 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> which was a really good one. His best role playing. Um, that's when I was eating fuzzy tacos while we were role playing. Uh, and it was actually kind of funny because um, I nearly made Tim cry at the end. Nearly. Which, <laughs> I, I debate if it was nearly or not. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was interesting because Tim was very, very emotional by what happened. Um, but it was really fun to do that at the convention because we don't get to see each other but once a year now pretty much so that was interesting um other than that i think it was i, I had a blast uh if anybody had any issues or any problems with it please let me know please tell me and i will definitely try to solve them i mean there were some people that said that they that next year, if we could do X, Y, Z, we it would be better. And I'm like, okay, I can see how that would be. Um, so I don't have a problem with it. So uh, let me hit you with a setup there, Gonzo. Uh -huh. How many space herpes would you give War Machine Weekend 2018? Zero. Zero space herpes. Uh, it was a blast. Really, it was. Uh, it was good seeing. And you know what's funny? We had a lot of new people, too. Which was really good. A lot um, of young people, yes. A lot of young and new people, I, which is good. I, I worry about the state of the game, and hearing that makes me makes me happy. Yeah. A lot of parents with their kids, uh, especially in the paint hall. Uh, Gonzo, you probably didn't even have a chance to walk in there, but like a lot of like very very young adults were painting, and uh, I play I taught Monpoc to uh, a couple of kids that range from fourteen to eighteen, which young adults. I won't say kids. Uh, nope. Their kids, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it was it was good. There was a lot. I guess there was a lot of good people there. There was a lot of good fun. Um, there wasn't. I didn't hear a lot of judge arguing stuff. Like I said, I did the LCQ, and there wasn't you know this back and forth arguing or anything. Um, a lot of them that, were one of the best points. Of War Machine is there's. I mean, it's it's got one of the best tournament rule sets. Yeah. So I mean, overall, it was really solid. I had a blast. Uh, I hope everybody. And if and if you have a suggestion of how we can improve, um, you know me. Get a hold of me. Send something to me on Facebook. If you have my email address or you have my t phone number, send me a text. I don't have a problem. Um, as soon as we have something to announce, we'll announce it. <laughs> Hopefully soon. Um, so, other than that, I think we're ready to go to media section? Media section. Media! 
Media. All right. Spoiler here. Uh, I'm gonna be talking about this soon. I just picked this up at the local store. Ooh. It was uh, half price, and I cannot pass up a half price rulebook for a game that looks interesting. Nah, I don't blame you. Being skirmish level fantasy stuff um, from Mantic is a pretty solid company. So we'll see how that is. So, all right, for media section, I'm gonna still try to work on my model a little bit while we're doing this, because um, I've got like letting stuff dry, um, and I need to see where I need to add some more wash because it's not sticking as well. But uh, for media section, I have roughly three things to talk about. John, how many you got? Uh, about three. Jackie? Uh, like one. Like one? You're filling Kathy's spot admirably. <laughs> cheer, cheer. Um, all right, you let me... Count good books. <laughs> you can take books. Count books, new games, board games, whatever you want to do. Yeah, it's whatever. Anything that's not, not, not part of you know miniature gaming in the, in the general, anything that's outside of that... Because media comic books, you watch those, me shit. <laughs> uh, I read, I played a board game last night. I'll, uh, so I'll just say I have two things then. Okay. Um, I can go with my first one. Um, I have recently started watching the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which, as we talked a little bit about, um, in the pre-ramble in the beginning of this, was a remake of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Um, I was very hesitant to watch it because usually when you remake something, it's either really really bad or it's really really good or it's just eh type thing but i mean it's and i mean eh, it usually means it's bad um so i went in kind of open-minded started looking in it started watching it um got like two episodes in stopped it went and looked online uh and i saw a video of the original cast watching a new episode of the show and it was pretty hilarious um, of what they were saying. Um, if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend it. Um, this is Sabrina, the adult version. And when I say adult, I don't mean like, you know, X-rated. I mean, they don't cut any, you know, corners or whatever. Everything's done very mature. Uh, the writing is really good. Uh, lines are really good. The characters are really good. Um, they kind of make it twist into a Harry Potter type theme in there because she has to go to witch school. Uh, but everything is, they don't skip. Which school does she go to? <laughs> witch school. <laughs> yeah, which one? That witch school. <laughs> Hogwarts. Um, but. It, it is pretty dark at points. Um, they hit on some pretty interesting topics. Things are relevant to today. Um, but they they take on some interesting concepts. Uh, women empowerment. Um, talk about uh, different sexualities. You name it. It's all in here. Um, very relevant to the times. Uh, the characters are very, very good. Uh, both of the ants are really fun to watch. Uh, very entertaining. Um, the only thing I have to say, I'd like to see more Salem stuff. Uh, because the cat is and was very intricate and talked a lot. Uh, and this one hasn't done. I'm only about halfway through the season right now. So I've just got to wait. But 
it very hits on a lot of satanic elements, a lot of uh, demon type stuff. Um, the witches aren't all nice. Uh, one of the things I thought was funny is whenever they were talking, the original cast was like, yeah, when Sabrina did a magic spell, she would wave her hand and glitter would come out of her finger and, you know, it would all be happy. No, Sabrina makes uh, spiders run all over a human's body and makes them sick. And, you know, it was just like they don't hold any punches. Um, I highly recommend it. I'm all excited. I'm only about halfway through. Go for it. Start watching it. If you're get if you're about halfway through and you don't like it, you're not going to. Um, but it was really cool. The way they film it is very interesting, especially at the very beginning to about halfway through. The filming is done where it's the background during certain scenes where like magic is being done or demons. They like pixelate or streak the backgrounds. So it centers on the character and you catch that on the eye. So the cinematics is really cool. Um, but if you wanted a more of adult type themed um, Sabrina, go for it. Highly recommend it. Kind of hits that Harry Potter itch a bit. So It's based off uh, the recent comic book uh, reboot of Sabrina, which is a little darker. Yeah. Uh, very similar from what I understand. Uh, but highly recommend it. Go for it. I'm just going to tell you. Just go for it. Watch a few episodes. You'll get into it. The character's really good. Uh, cinematography, everything. Uh, right now, I'm at zero space herpes. Awesome. So since you're talking about Netflix and TV series, I'll talk about what I watch on Netflix right now, which is uh, Flash still. I'm still in season one. I'm about halfway through, and I'm really, really enjoying it. Um it gets a little CW at points, as is understandable, since it's all CW TV series, but uh, it still stays much more comic booky than Arrow does through its first two seasons. And I'm enjoying the crap out of it. Uh, I will continue on with about uh, one space herpy, because occasionally it's a little sappy or groan-inducing, but never to the point where I'm like, I need to stop this episode before I throw up a little bit in my mouth. <laughs> uh, enjoy where it's going. I love the actor they have. I love all the actors they have playing on there. Um, I actually even wish they had maybe run the storyline a little slower with... Uh, I'm not going to spoil, but there's some twists with some of the characters, and I wish they would have uh, run those twists slower, but they obviously had it planned to get through it and the first season more or less so that's kind of cool but i really enjoy it if you like superhero stuff it is the most comic booky of the superhero series i've seen even more comic booky probably than legends of tomorrow which goes a little the other way you know if arrow is ultra cw this flash is sort of the middle and then legends of tomorrow was a little far on the other side but yeah still one space rep for now jackie you want to hit us with something yeah, sure. Uh, I'll throw it off course here. So uh, I played a board game yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's a board game that's not terribly new, but it's one that I recently got. Uh, this The newer edition of Cash and Guns. Oh. The more racially sensitive uh, edition of the game. We'll say that. Oh, shots fired. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, so I'm a big fan of the old game. Uh, I, I love it. We played a lot. And the newer edition is four to eight people. We were able to max out players, which was uh, definitely much more fun. The superhero powers are a little better in this game, whereas the older game, you had uh, more limitation. 
So, so essentially the game is you uh, are uh, at a standoff. You robbed a bank with a couple friends, and now you're splitting up the loot. All of you have a gun, and the gun is made out of foam. And in the gun, you have a chamber. The chamber has three bullets in it. And it's kind of like a just it's it's a it's a mess because you have you have a gun with three bullets in it. You can shoot three people. You might lie down and hide, in which you don't shoot them because you don't shoot cowards in the game. And you try to get as much loot as possible and try not to die from gunshot wounds. It's got a couple different modes. Uh, the although the rules are simpler in this edition, the the loot and the system behind it's a little more complex, so it definitely balances itself out. Whereas in the earlier edition, you could do certain things that would just totally just wreck the game, and really, there's a good chance you'd win. So you got that one friend who likes to Google everything. He would know immediately what to do, what to take, to how to you know break the balance behind the game. So I will say it is much more balanced, although a little simpler. Well, simple but balanced is better than complicated but unbalanced. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The only the only dislike about it, uh, and I'll give it two space herpes for this, is one of the a couple of the modes, especially my favorite mode uh, versions of the game, no longer exists in this more balanced version. So the actual games you can play are limited because although there is that one main scenario, there's alternative gameplay in the in the board game itself. So I'd like to see an extension, an addition to it. You know, some kind of advancement to the board game because it kind of stops you know, you play a couple rounds and you're done with it yeah gotcha so maybe the replay playability isn't as good as it could be and you could use an expansion to uh make that better yes yes and in- indeed fair enough all right it's my up. turn yeah. um okay so as being chilling out from war machine weekend and not doing a lot of stuff uh, except for you know my wednesday painting hangout which I'm going to continue to do. Please join me on that. It makes it a whole lot better when people watch. <laughs> it's on Facebook, not Twitch, just in case you're wondering. Yes, which we're going to do it on Facebook because a lot of people can't do Twitch. Yeah, just, either. We're trying to get a little play out of both. Um, and so I have been playing Red Dead Redemption 2 because I bought it right before we went to War Machine Weekend, which was kind of bad on my part, but oh well. And... Uh, I noticed something. Don't get me wrong. This game is fantastic. I have a few nitpick problems. Um, one of my nitpick problems is there's so much fucking things to do in here. I mean, there is way too much shit to do. And I know there's this no is no such nit- thing as too much shit in a game you pay money for. Correct. And that's what I'm saying. It's a, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's a nitpick thing because I'm kind of a completionist. No, you fucked. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, and the game is really, really good, and there's so much you can do. Um, like, I want to complete the story, because the story is really, it's pretty decent. It's pretty fun. Um, and then I'm like, you know what? I want to go hunting, because I want to get this new gear, because you have to go hunt and skin perfect hides perfect and get the pelts. Good luck getting and, a perfect bear hide. And... I was like, this is outrageous because I spent two and a half hours just hunting and I enjoyed the shit out of it. <laughs> What's that outrageous? That's, you it's enjoyed like it. I know. Like that, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I was like so lost in it because I was just like, I'm just running around shooting animals, killing them, skinning them. And I'm like, this is amazing. I lost two hours of time just fucking off. Um. And like I said, it's a nitpick thing. 
Uh, but there's so much to this game. There's a lot more than anything else. I haven't fully robbed a train yet. Uh, I tried doing it. No bueno. What? Yeah. Um, everybody kills me. Um, and, and, and I'm still learning the combat system again because it's so different. Um, because if you just play through the story, your character is going to be very weak. That's something I've learned. Uh, my character is very weak from just playing the story because I haven't done all the side stuff to improve my skills and my hit points and my abilities and perks. Um, so I'm not this badass, you know, shooter uh, that I need to be for the game. And you don't live very long in this game when you're shot, um, which is okay. I've heard that, yeah. I, I don't have a problem with it. That's the point of the game. I mean, this isn't, you know, super badass armor type stuff. Um, a problem I do have with the game is that the targeting system to like pick up stuff or to maneuver around things is really kind of wonky. Like I'll walk around something to go pick it up and I'll totally miss it. So I have to go back up, back in, back up, back in. And that's just a little bit of annoyance. Um, I don't want to say the game has too much. There's just a lot to this game. Um, the characters I've heard are some complaints about the, the the same stuff you're talking about. People like accidentally punching their horse and shit. Yes, I have accidentally punched the horse. Uh, I've accidentally punched an NPC and got wanted, and I'm like, shit. That's not good. Yeah. So I'm like, there Hosts is that. No joke. Yeah. Um, but I mean, overall, it's very solid, very gorgeous. Um, you can do whatever the hell you want. You rob anybody you want, um, do whatever you want, kill anybody you want. Um, but there steal. are consequences. Yeah, there are consequences, especially if someone sees you. Um, there was one time I was getting money from a guy because he owed me money because we're a loan shark. Um, and I punched the guy out and took his money. And then I got busted for punching the guy out. And I chased the guy down that was going to turn me in and punched him out. So he couldn't turn me in. <laughs> so... Um, there's always that. Um, overall, the game is very solid. Um, I think one of the coolest things I've in the game that I've never seen or actually participated is the very beginning of the game, these two guys tried to rob me. So I shot and killed them. And they were right next to the road. And I've been traveling this road nonstop, back and forth, because um, fast travel is very limited in this game. And I'm sitting there traveling back and forth, and it's been many, 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 many days I've been doing this. And I said, oh, I see that there's something over there. And it's the decomposing body of one of the guys I killed the very first of the game. Um, bodies don't just disappear when you kill them. Um, the bodies decompose. Um, and eventually they rot and shrivel up and then so on and so forth, which I think is a unique, very cool feature to the game. Um, I've never seen it before. I think it's very interesting. Um, is it going to be awesome, cool, break the bank? Eh, who cares? It's just the, the attention to detail. That to me is just really freaking cool. Um, if you have the ability to get the game and you want a game that's going to take you a while and you can have a lot of stuff to do, a lot of neat things, a lot of cool writing. Um, example, um, I'm supposed to scare off these guys to take their herd. Um, so I get this, uh, it's when you first get the sniper rifle, you're supposed to shoot the ground. All right. I shoot the ground. Cause the guy tells me shoot the ground. 
uh, scares off this one guy doesn't scare off and he's like all right shoot the ground next to that guy and scare him off i'm like mm, fuck it i'm a bad guy i shoot him in the head and kill him and the guy goes well okay you can ignore what i said and just kill the guy works the same way and i'm like okay i like that writing because they could have just left it all right let's go down and get our stuff but no he he's his acting changed to what i did in the game which is good to me um so if you like it, you like good cowboy games, and you like good sandbox games, 100% go get it. Not done with it. I'm only 30% through the game right now. Um, so can't wait for the rest of this stuff. Highly recommend it. Zero space herpes. Damn, you zero space herping everything today. Yeah. Jeez, Gonzo. Uh, disposing of the bodies is a thing because people can see it, and you will get investigated, FYI. Um. So, yeah, 100%. Love it. Go do it. Go play it. If not, go get a machine that you can. Oh, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, well, I'll skip to the main event, which is Solo, which you were supposed to watch. But Kathy wasn't here. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So, my mom hadn't seen Solo. We see all the movies like that uh, in the cheap theater near me, but... Since they released it in the heat of summer season, it wasn't a cheap theater long enough for my mom to get time to come see it. So we missed it. So adventures aside, we saw it. And uh, the first thing I really like to say about it, that movie is really dark. I don't mean as in very, you know, brutal or anything like that. I mean, like, dark, like coloring. It was really hard to watch certain scenes because it was so damn dark. And they need to fix that. That I know they're trying for a style, but you need to be able to see what's going on in a scene. It's important. This isn't a horror movie where being dark is a bonus. It makes it more mysterious. This is, you know, Star Wars. You want to see the things going on. So that that's definitely a something we criticize the game over, or the movie over, is that it was very dark, but very enjoyable. Um, did we need a young Han Solo movie? Not really. But is it enjoyable? Yeah, it's pretty enjoyable. Um, I liked it just as much the second time as I did the first time. Uh, there's no glaring flaws in it. All the flaws are minor, you know. Minor story beats. Uh, a little too cut and dried how everything happens. He basically goes from this movie to being a fully formed Han Solo as we know him in you know, episode four. Even though there's plenty of years between then. Which is... A little lazy writing wise but I mean what can you do I'm sure they weren't sure if they were gonna get a second movie to go through especially since they had to fire the directors halfway through and get Ron Howard to come in and fix it which is good and honestly if you count that in it's goddamn amazing because most movies that have directors changes are fucking train wrecks yeah usually they are um, so I, I note that, like I said, it was dark. All the scenes that weren't dark, like the train heist early on, um, you know, any any of the scenes that weren't dark were great. But then the dark one was just was like, this is not good. I can't tell what's going on as much. This is not as enjoyable. It's not. It's not Star Wars. Star Wars is never. I mean, they're dark. I mean, they're a trash compactor. It's dark, but you can still make out all the details because of the way they do the lighting. Yeah. And this was just, I don't know what happened, but they missed the mark. And that may be the biggest problem. They just missed the mark. I mean, it wasn't, it was a niche movie because not everyone wants to see a young Han Solo. Um, I did love what I see. I still maintain that goddamn, uh, uh, what's his name is Lando Calrissian. 
uh, Childish Gambino. Yeah. What the fuck is his name? Uh, you got me right now. It was pretty funny, though. That, yeah, he was pretty good. He was very good. He Sometimes when he was talking, you could hear Billy D saying him. And this, yeah. That's a great compliment to him. Donald Glover. Yes. Boom. Not that drunk. Um, he was great. I would love to see a Lando Curzon movie with him. I would love to see a second movie with him and Han together, but we won't because he gets the Millennium Falcon in this movie. Spoiler, it's been out for long enough. It's on fucking home video, everything. <laughs> oh my god, Han Solo gets the Millennium Falcon? What? <laughs> it's not really a spoiler. Um, but he gets it in this movie, so it's unlikely you'd ever see that, which is too bad because I feel like of all the people in this movie, I mean, Woody Harrelson, I mean, he's great. He's Woody Harrelson. He's a goddamn veteran. And he proves it every time he's in a movie. He just delivers solid movies every time. And I really would like to see them take this slower, make a, a less grandiose story and something a little more slower. Um, but they go whole hog, and it's still enjoyable. Uh, enjoy the crap out of the visuals are good, as usual. Um, explains, like I said, explains everything in, all, in one movie, which is great since they're not going to get a second one. But also bad because you didn't tease people for a second one. You'd go like, well, how did this happen? Like, why is the Falcon's computer so crazy? Well, you know that. How did he get the Falcon? Well, you know that. How did you do the Kessel Run? You know that, too. It all happens in the same movie, which is a little too neat and tidy for me. So, uh, a lot of... I, I really think Han Solo would have been a great, uh, a better TV series. Netflix series... Disney streaming service series, whatever you do, uh, like that Mandalorian series they're making, it would have been much better. Or the Cassian Andor series they're apparently making. Fuck yes, I'm in on that. But in any case, uh, it's still solid. I'm going to give it shot and a half a Kraken. Sorry, one and a half space herpes. It's good, but between the dark and the fact that it's just too neat and tidy, it's never going to be great. It's always going to be good. Yes, and everyone, a mini series would have been fine. Uh, but yeah. it, one movie is not the answer. Yeah, I, I could see you saying it would have been better as a mini series, but I mean, that's just kind of how we have to go with it. Um, I do. And I do also want to say that the droid in it, I understand they're trying to play it off of uh, K2SO and make a funny droid, but I felt like that droid, while interesting what it said, it was a little too much at points. It, it was is a bit too much. There's a little too much in all the movie. They need to pare it down a little bit, make it tighter. But still good. Love all the actors, you know. Watch it. Buy it. I bought it. Hell, I even bought a damn Blu-ray player for my mom so she could see it. <laughs> Being now the official most expensive movie I've ever purchased as it cost me basically 80 fucking dollars to get Solo. <laughs> But I'm not disappointed because you know my mom liked it, so hey, yeah. it's all good. And now I don't have to worry about buying DVDs for her; she can just buy Blu-rays. Yep. Uh, Jackie, you've got something else, don't you? I do. Um, the next thing's relatively short, and since you opened the door to Solo, I will begin by giving uh, a couple points added to yours to Solo. A couple things I didn't like about the movie, although I love the movie; it's visually very stimulating. It had a great job at showing some origin stories of Solo and Chewie and these other characters, but not the Millennium Falcon. The one of the most unique ships in the entire universe. And you're like, here it is. He has it. Yep, that's it. Like, yeah, it's... it's like, 
it itself is an engineered wonder for that universe, and you'd think it would have some type of backstory. Mm-hmm. Another thing about the movie, and it has a lot to do with the pace, like you said, was it introduces characters who are relatively new, or maybe were in a comic somewhere, like you should have already known exactly who they were. And there's a lot of scenes where someone takes off their helmet. It's a big deal. And you're like, who is this guy? And afterwards, you Google it, and you're like, oh, it was actually nobody. Uh, oh, uh, doesn't oh, really mean anything. Look, it's Warwick Davis. I mean, I know who he is as an actor, but doesn't mean anything in the series. Yeah, yes, exactly. Uh, and my last thing with some of the character development, um, in the, towards the beginning, Solo has a uh, very traumatizing appearing military career. He's in active battle. And after he uh, is out of that situation, he's just like, eh. It did. Like, there's no... His character experiences little to no trauma from being in active combat, whereas another main female character is experiencing a ton of trauma from only like a three-year period that you don't even get to know about. So as far as that, again, character development was really rushed. There wasn't much more behind it. To be fair, I think you could have made the fact that Solo didn't get attached to anyone and thus doesn't have any PTSD a point of his character. While he doesn't care about these other people, they're just tools to get him to be a pilot, to get off the planet, and to go save her. That would have been a good point to bring out, but they they missed that mark too. But yeah, yeah, I guess with what you're saying, his constitution's so strong, he's like the he's like the Hobbit of the Star Wars universe. I mean, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I don't know about PTSD. I don't have it. I mean, it's bad that veterans have it. I wish there was a way to help them more. But if he doesn't care about anyone, is it really traumatic? <laughs> you know. Because he doesn't. He doesn't feel like the kind of guy who has that bond of brothership with the rest of those poor troopers out there. He don't care. He just wants to get out of it alive. Um, So then carrying on to my actual media section. So this is future media. Uh, Tomorrow I'm going to see uh, what's going back in theaters is uh, the animated Batman series, Mask of the Phantasm. Goddamn right. Yeah. Uh, I really liked it as a kid. It's uh, one of my favorite Batman movies. It is my husband's favorite Batman movie, so we definitely had to get tickets for uh, opening night for it in our area. You just said as a kid that hurt me because I saw it in the theater and I wasn't a kid. (laughs) See, it came out in 93. I was three. Well, maybe I graduated high school. (laughs) (laughs) I will say it's a knockdown drag out fight between that and Batman Begins for my actual favorite Batman movie. Those are, I think, are the true two purest Batman movies. And I'm there. I'm, I'm going tomorrow with a buddy, the Jason. We're going to go see oh, it nice. in the theater. Cool. It's got to. I mean, come on. And and just as a note, die hard on Wednesday if you want to see it in the theater. <laughs> but it's not Christmas time. Not yet. It's almost. It's close enough. Uh, but a, a couple of notes about the, uh, the Batman uh, Mask of the Phantasm. So, not to give spoilers to anybody who hasn't seen it in the past, uh, like, 18 years has been out. Uh, I always really enjoyed, it's, it's a story of young Bruce Wayne and one of his first or real true loves. And I just really enjoy how the perfect first date for them is they meet at a graveyard both mourning their parents' deaths. And it's just so edgelord. He's like, why are you here? And she's like, I'm celebrating or mourning my mother's death. And he's like, yeah, me too. Let's go. Let's go have drinks. But it doesn't like define. Them. I mean, it defines them both in certain ways, but doesn't consume them yet. 
it's a really good Batman story because it's actually got Batman character development. It's great. Yeah, and you get to see a lot of, uh, since you're not seeing not, I don't want to say super Batman, but final form Batman where he's got his car and his suit and everything. And he's just like, I'm a cat burglar who's really good at jujitsu. And you get to see a lot of his follies and not yep. as really badass scenes, which he gets later on in the series, of course. Absolutely. If, if you guys are near a theater doing a Fathom event for it and you can make the time Monday, 7 p.m., go see it. Mm-hmm. That's what we are, yep. I think it's the only showing. Am I, am I wrong with that? 2 p.m. Uh, also, for those okay. of you who don't have to work. I have to work. <laughs> I do, too. Maybe that's why just 7 p.m. ended up being Yeah, 7 p.m. That, Fathom apparently is doing 2 and 7 as a, as a standard because that's the same showings for Die Hard then. And also, if you guys care, just because we're on the subject... Uh, the weekend after Thanksgiving is uh, the original Superman movie with Christopher Reeve in the theaters Sunday and Wednesday. Look into it. It's worth it. I'm going to go see that too, because why not? I think that's it. Everybody uh, good? I mean, if you, you've got one more to review if you want to. I've got one more I could review, but I've reviewed it a couple times already. So uh, I can hold off on that one. I can hold off on because we're coming is to the, the end. Thing? Is it the thing I mean, again? No, my, mine is uh, The Losers again. Brad wanted to, or my Bania and my roommate wanted to watch The Losers. So I'm like, sure, I'll pop that in. Why not? It's a good movie. I enjoy it. Uh-oh. Xander just called us called us out that we're going to be stopping on time for once. I mean, it happens once in a while. Even a broken clock's right twice a day, Xander Warlord. It goes, oops, spoke too soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, guys. It's a little bit longer, just so you're wrong. <laughs> well that was the end of this episode guys thanks for joining us uh, we want to thank uh, Broken Egg Games uh, Mechanica Studios and Tectonic Studios for sponsoring us uh, we, we want to thank you all for doing this uh, keep an eye on our Patreon account we have things coming up uh, of course thanks Jackie for always being our third wheel when we need her uh, technically so fourth wheel um, be on the lookout for new episodes we do have a rolling dice coming out and probably Dawn of the Harbinger soon. We gotta check with the rest and, of the uh, cast. Mediocre Trouble in uh, the Big Easy episode two. Fanny Pack of Doom. Fanny Pack of Doom. Uh, other than that, for more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm not Kathy. <laughs> Man. Ooh, I spilled something on the carpet. That's not good. <laughs> I didn't finish my liquor. I gotta finish my liquor real quick. Hold on, hold on. (sighs) That tastes like shit. I also finished mine, but I'll wait because my stomach is still no bueno. But I made it for the whole cast, so yay!